Today, I share with you 10 things that will help you live healthier and longer. Don't worry, you probably are already doing some of these today and you don't have to incorporate them all at once. Pick one to focus on over the next few weeks. If you have questions or feel like you need help, I'd love to do a one-on-one consult. You can schedule that free on my website at bethepersonco.com. Let's get healthy together. I've got a question for you. Who's the person you're being? Are you satisfied? It's okay. This is a judge-free zone, and it's exactly why I started the show. Welcome to Be The Person, a podcast for the brave and the curious who are ready to explore who they are fully created to be. I'm your host, Annie Randall, the adventurous one leading this investigative journey of transformation. By delving into topics and asking unexpected questions, we will discover the keys for unlocking our true potential and being our best selves today. You may be surprised by what you find when you let go of fear in order to discover the answers of becoming the person you were made to be. Welcome to Be The Person Podcast. Today, I'm excited to share with you 10 things that can help you feel better now and also live longer. So let's jump into the first one. And it's what you do when you start your day. The first thing to do is start by taking a big glass of water and squeezing maybe a half or a full lemon into that water. It does a few things. One, it's gonna help hydrate our body And we know that after we slept for six to nine hours, our body needs that water. And if we put lemon in it, it's going to help detox your liver and just get your body going. The lemon is also a great source of vitamin C and other minerals. It has the acetic acid to help with digestion. And as you age, you lose some of that acid. So it's very helpful in breaking down the foods that we eat. Water in general is so important throughout the day. The average recommendation is half your body weight in ounces. Plus you need to drink extra if you're working out. So a 150 pound person would need minimum of 75 ounces of water per day. Notice that can include coffee or soda or anything like that. It's truly water. And then if you're working out, you would add eight ounces per 15 minutes. So additionally, you may need to adjust and make that higher. But this is a great way to knock out 12 ounces at least right away in the morning. It gets your body going. It's a great dose of vitamin C and it gives you some of those acids to break down your food. The second thing, and it's really no surprise, but it's eat whole foods. This is so important. And right now, the average person eats about 60% processed foods because it's so easy to do. But we know that for every 10% of processed foods that you eat, your risk from death of all causes 
goes up by 14%. This is the first time we won't outlive our parents. The life expectancy in America is significantly decreasing. And a lot of this has to do with processed foods. You know, if you're a person like me, I used to eat all processed foods. And I know it's hard. I know if you're busy and you have a lot going on, maybe you're a parent and you have your kids to feed as well, that this is just a go-to. But I would just encourage you, how can you switch one thing this week? Instead of really focus on takeaway, takeaway, let's focus on add. How can you add that one fresh fruit? How can you add one more vegetable that you make? It doesn't have to be difficult. It could be cutting a watermelon or a pack of strawberries ahead of time. I know if I have things in my refrigerator, I am definitely more likely to eat those. If I have to prep them when I'm hungry, probably isn't going to happen. The other thing, especially that's the case with vegetables. So how on Sunday can you just take out, maybe it's a big baking sheet and you put a lot of different vegetables on there. One they I've been doing recently, I put carrots, Brussels sprouts, and beets on there. Now, granted, I'm the only one in my family that likes that. So you may have to adjust those vegetables, but it's super easy to do different vegetables. You can make a big pan all at once. So then they're in there ready for you to eat. The other thing, maybe you want fresh. You could just cut up a pepper, cut up a cucumber, but have it in your refrigerator. It's going to help you eat um, whole foods and get rid of that processed foods out of your diet. The other thing is just looking at the source of your meats. Protein is really important. Now, I know not everybody eats it. We probably have some vegetarians and vegans on here. But if you do eat meat, just look at the source you're getting it from. It needs to be organic grass-fed. If you're buying it and it's not, it definitely has um, properties that are going to inflame your body. And I know it's more expensive, but I really think that's one area where you should look at and maybe make that extra splurge. So think about it this week. And we don't have to, again, go all in and crazy to give up every processed thing in your house. I think it's a process over time, but how can you add in one more fruit, vegetable, lean protein? Maybe it's a different kind of nut. It can be a great source of fat, which can be very uh, filling in your diet. So look at those different things you can add in and just pick one this week. Number three is eat more protein. This is really important, and I would encourage you to eat protein first. That's so important in your meal because it's going to help you feel full, and that's key. So we stop eating when we're full. We start with our carbs. Typically, it spikes our blood sugar, and we eat more. If we start with our protein, typically it regulates our blood sugar and makes us feel full longer and faster. Now, there are different recommendations when it comes to protein and how much you should eat. The U.S. recommended daily allowance is 0.4 grams per body weight. The uh, International Society of Sports Nutrition says 0.9 grams 
What I would tell you is the more you work out, the more protein you're definitely going to need. As you age, you need more protein, which surprises some people, but protein is really what feeds our muscle. We need those amino acids to keep our muscles strong. Typically, you'll also hear one gram per ideal body weight. So let's say you want to weigh 150 gram or 150 pounds, you would eat 150 grams of protein per day. I think you have to look at what feels right for you, but a lot of people have too low of protein and they overeat on carbs. So this is one macro I would say track for a couple of days and see where am I at with my protein and how can I get more? You'll want between 30 and 40 grams per meal, especially at breakfast, your first meal of the day, whenever you eat that. If you start out with all carbs in that, like a bowl of cereal or fruit, it's going to spike your blood sugar and you're going to be hungry a lot of the day. Whereas if you can start out with 30 grams of protein, maybe you put it in a smoothie, maybe you have an egg with eggs with cottage cheese. Whatever that is, just include that protein. It's really important when they looked at a study and they had one group that had 10% protein for their calories. They had another group that had 30% protein for their calories. And what they saw was the group that had 30% really had better levels of resting metabolism their fat oxidation was higher, and they felt full longer. Now, if you're wondering, how do I get, how do I figure out what 30% of my calories is and how many grams is that? An easy way to do it is multiply 0.075 times your calories. So let's say it's a 2,000 calorie diet per day. I'm going to multiply 0.075 times 2,000 and I'm going to get 150 grams of protein. So look for what would it look like if you did your ideal body weight, one gram of protein. Now, you may need to go down on that, but I'm guessing a lot of you probably need to go up and probably need to look at having protein with each meal. Now, you don't want to go crazy here because if you eat too much protein and your body can't process it, it does turn to glucose. It turns to sugar in your system, and that's not good either. So how can we spread out the protein maybe two to three times a day so our body gets enough? And quality really matters again here. We can't put a bunch of processed protein into our body and think it's going to work well. You need to look at the sources of your protein, make sure it's clean, healthy, and what works best for you. All right, number four on our list is going to be don't drink soda. And I don't think this comes as any big surprise, but it is one of the key indicators to obesity is if you drink soda or not. One 20-ounce soda has 65 grams of sugar. The recommended daily allowances are 25 grams for women per day and 38 for men. So it's significantly higher than you're supposed to have all day and you're getting in that one drink. 
If we look at orange juice, it's not a lot better. It's 56 grams. So really look at what are your beverages and what are you intaking as far as sugar? Because it's really easy to spike your blood sugar and keep it spiked all day if you're drinking either soda, juice. Diet soda too has, they've come out with a lot of different studies linked to the artificial sweeteners that are not supposed to spike blood sugar, but do. They also have a big effect on your gut microbiome. There's a lot of research being done on this right now, and it's not conclusive, but I think we're going to see that it typically wipes out a lot of the good bacteria you need in your gut to process different things. So stay away from soda. And I know I was addicted to Diet Mountain Dew for years. So I know how hard this change is. If you drink two a day, go down to one a day for the next month before you cut it out. Drink sparkling water. There's different things that you can substitute, but I would really recommend looking at the sugar in your beverages and cutting out the soda. Number five on our list is move after dinner. You know, for a lot of people, this is a time where you eat dinner, you maybe clean up, and it's time to either work or sit on the couch and relax. But if you can walk around your block, do a 10 to 15 minute walk, what it does is it's going to lower your blood sugar significantly. I've had a continuous glucose monitor on for the past several weeks. And this is one of the things I've really noticed. I had to see, does it really work? And what I can tell you is it does. You will see that blood sugar drop after dinner when you walk around and it doesn't have to be for a long time and it doesn't even have to be fast. But if you can take that 10 to 15 minute walk and get your body moving before you sit down and then go to bed at night, it really will make a difference. It's an easy, quick change and maybe one you can add in today. Speaking of moving our bodies, we know that's super important and that's number six on the list. And you need strength and cardio training. People always ask, which one should I do or which one's more effective? And the fact is you need them both and you need them for a couple of different reasons. One, when you strength train, it builds muscle. And we know muscle built, burns more calories. So your resting metabolic rate goes up the more muscle you have. So maybe it was 1,200 calories before, but you gain muscle and now it's 1,300 calories. If you factor that over a year, it makes a really big difference. But it goes the other way too. We know we could lose about 1% of our muscle mass every year after 35 if we're not being active and really trying to build that muscle. It's important to strength train two to three times a week. So we keep that muscle because the other thing is true. You can lose 100 calories every day if you lessen your muscle mass. So as you age, it's not that your metabolism slows down. It's that you lose body or you lose your muscle and then you're burning less calories. So strength training is very important, but so is cardio. Your muscle is your number one heart. We don't go far if our heart isn't working right. And we know 
that VO2 max is tied to longevity. So it's really important that you have a healthy heart and cardiovascular exercise is key to that. I love Orange Theory because it pushes me and then it pulls back on the cardio. And I would never work that hard on my own, but it's important to really work your heart and then let it rest. You don't have to do that every day. Two to four times a week is plenty. For me, for example, I don't need to do Orange Theory every day. My body couldn't take it. If I do three to four or three, two to three times a week, that's perfect for me. But I move every day. Might add in another strength training workout. So exercise and movement are key. And doing cardio and strength training are very important. The next one on our list, number seven, is supplementation. Supplementation matters a lot. And what to know is there's very few regulations in the U.S. that dictate the supplement market. So we're going to see all kinds of things and all kinds of different supplement types and what's in those supplements. So it's really important that you go with a company that you know has quality supplements, that does the testing, and that really does matter. But 42% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. 95% of Americans are deficient in EPA and DHA. That's what's found in fish oil. So for me, I always take a multivitamin. I take fish oil and vitamin D. I have a gut protocol that I do that has significantly helped me with digestion and sleep. And for me, maybe it, maybe this is your case. I was on an antibiotic for a long time for my skin, for acne. And a couple of years ago, I went off of that, but I knew it had done damage to my gut microbiome. So it's taken a while to rebuild this. And that's really key. I noticed when I did, I slept better, I was able to rest more, and some of the brain fog went away. So looking at your supplementation is really important. I wish we could get everything we need from food, but a lot of times that's just really, really hard to do, especially with the quality of food and the quality of our soil has gone down. So maybe just look at that. Once a year, I also get blood tests. I want to know, am I in the right range? I've done this for the past five years because when I started, I was significantly out of range. So this has been a big one for me to make sure I get it right. And there's little tweaks that I do each year when I get that, that blood work back. And I work with my doctor to do this. And so we're on the same page of exactly what I'm taking. Number eight is rest your metabolism. Also intermittent fasting. This is really important. I say rest your metabolism because for sure we should be doing it for 12 hours. And that really isn't intermittent fasting, although it could be. But if you eat dinner, let's say at six or seven o'clock at night, you shouldn't eat again until six or seven o'clock the next morning, minimum. Your body needs that time to rest, to process food that it has. It really helps. 
And we know that a lot of times those calories that we eat, if we're sitting on our couch at night, are not the calories that we need. They're the ice cream, the chips, the things that we don't need. But that can be a really big thing to help your health and your longevity. If you can go 12 hours, you may want to pick some days that you go longer. Maybe you go up to 14 to 16 hours. It helps your body burn the glucose that it need or that it has in there. And typically it takes about 24 hours for your body to burn all of the glucose it has before it will switch over and start burning the fat that it has. And I think a lot of times this freaks us out to think, oh my gosh, I don't think I, I can't stop eating for 12 or 16, 24 hours, but we can. It just takes the effort and the intentionality to do it. I just read an article yesterday and the average person has enough body fat to walk from Florida to New York without eating anything. I'm not saying we need to do that, but I am saying your metabolism, your body needs a break for at least 12 hours. So this can be one of the key things um, that you really just stop eating after dinner and think about how soon you eat in the morning. More to come on this, because this is a topic that we're going to do a whole nother podcast on, and it's really important because it helps with insulin sensitivity, and that is key to losing and keeping off weight, but also it helps clear out the cells in our body that are bad. It helps us get rid of those cells during this time of fasting. But if you've never tried it, let's start with 12 hours this week. Maybe you're at 12 hours and one day you want to go to 14 to 16. Again, we don't have to do crazy long fasts every day, but we do need to look at the 12 hours each day. The last or number nine is sleep. Sleep is so important. And you're not being lazy here. For a lot of long time, I thought, oh my gosh, if I sleep more than six hours, it's just lazy but it's not. It's when your body needs that time to really repair and rebuild and just making sure you get the right kind of sleep. For so long, I would wake up and I was always still tired. And then I started tracking my sleep with an aura ring. And that was key because I noticed I didn't get into deep sleep. My body was in fight or flight because I was used to going all the time, nonstop, and really, I had to look to change this and focus on sleeping, trying to get that seven hours of sleep and on the weekend, eight. And that's been a big shift in my mindset and also what I do of trying to go to bed at a consistent time. And it's earlier than I'd like to go to bed. But at 930, we really try and go to bed because we get up super early. But to be able to do that, I've noticed that my body performs better, it recovers more. So sleep is really key to doing this. One of the things I know, based on my aura ring, my own personal data, but they did a study on this too, that found alcohol is a big factor in your sleep. And sometimes we think, oh, it's gonna make it better. I'll relax more if I have that glass of wine. But that's not what 
research shows or the data shows. It really shows that if you have a lower amount of alcohol, it reduces your restorative sleep quality by 24%. If you have a higher alcohol intake, it's up to 40% less restorative sleep. So if you're a person having a glass of wine or a drink every night, it really does impact your sleep. So I would just encourage you, one, look at the amount of sleep you're getting. How do you feel when you wake up and look at your alcohol intake at night? Our last one here, connect with family and friends. This is so important. We weren't meant to do this alone. We know that loneliness has the same impact as smoking up to two packs of cigarettes a day. We were meant to be in community. And I also know how hard this can be because you have to be vulnerable if you don't have it. You have to do the reach out and that can be really hard and it can be vulnerable. But it's so important that we do. When we look at who do we have in our corner, who's really close to us, who's in our circle of friends that we could call more casually, maybe to go to dinner or lunch with, a walk, and then we have our community. And what I've found is it takes great intentionality to have people move from your community into your circle, into your corner. It takes being vulnerable, but it's worth it because we can't spend our lives being lonely. We don't want to. It's not how we were supposed to live. And that's why it has that negative impact on our health. So maybe the one thing that you need to do this week is just reach out and say, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to grab coffee or lunch? It doesn't have to be, do you want to be my best friend? But taking that one step to build that relationship can be key. So I'm glad you were able to listen to all 10 of these. I would encourage you to pick one or two this week. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. We don't have to do every single thing perfectly and nobody will. But what one thing stood out to you that you could do this week to make yourself live longer and be healthier? Thanks for tuning in to Be The Person podcast. I appreciate you and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. Have a wonderful week.